Welcome to the Legion Outriders podcast. Your source for the latest Legion news, opinion, and analysis. And now, the Outriders. Hello, Outriders! Welcome back to episode 118. I think that's the first time I've ever actually mentioned the episode number. I hope I got it did, right. Yeah. Oh, you did get it right. Okay. I think that is the first time you mentioned Yeah, that. I don't know. Well, we're no, mixing we, we up a little bit. We dropped it before, but... like, at the 100 and whatnot. Where we're mm. like... Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah we did. But, hey, uh, this is Matt, and obviously we got Dan, and we are joined today by special Emperor LJ, Mr. Pena. He is... Mm-hmm. With us on the show. Hey How guys, you doing, buddy? Great to be back once again. Talk about the Legion Sphere. Do the usual things. Doing good. Oh, no. Actually, I thought we'd just kind of chat, see what's new in your life, what's oh, going well, on. Any, any you recipes know, you want to share? I love gossiping. We actually have this uh, Tammy taco because uh, my wife's aunt name is Tammy, and it is lovely. We make it every time we host D&D mm. at the house. Oh, man. That sounds <laughs> fantastic. Wow. Tacos and D&D? <laughs> Yeah, that sounds for amazing. For more recipes, yeah. you can I'm, I'm still uh, waiting subscribe for our invite. to my Patreon once a week. I give you a secret <laughs> recipe. <laughs> well, better than that than the OnlyFans uh, right now, I guess. Well, but, yeah, considering uh, they're going ooh, down. Did we already move on to news? <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, very glad to have you here today because there is a lot of stuff to cover and talk about today. And it's always great to have, you know, the man with the uh, the vision for the future. Maybe a foresight, some might say. But we will adhere to the things that have come before and start out with some news. Dan, what you got, bud? Well, I, it's funny. We're going back to Mando news. Oh, Spooky wait. you, Mando. Yep. Didn't Mando. they just start shooting or something? I not think I not saw quite that. yet, actually. Not yet. Uh, for what's going to be coming up soon here, uh, the they announced that the Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian, is going to be getting a new episode. And they're going to be discussing the behind-the-scenes stuff of... Luke Skywalker's return from the Mando season two Ooh. finale. Oh, I think I've seen some like screen grabs for that. Yeah, it looks no, there's really a, there's a little little YouTube uh, short out right now about it. For that. Uh, oh yeah, and they said that they had to delay this episode of it for so long because they had to keep the Luke secret going so long they couldn't do any oh, behind the scenes stuff before. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. I mean, what a, yeah, what a great reveal that was. So yeah. good on them for being able to keep such a bombshell. I mean, if they can do it with Vader, I guess they can do it with Luke. Yep, and that'll be on Disney Plus on August 25th. So just a couple days from now, actually. All right. Yep. And uh, Carl Weathers was on a panel at the uh, Steel City Con, which is in Philadelphia. It would just happen this last week here. Uh, during... not, isn't that Cheesesteak Con? Yes. I thought. <laughs> <Mm-mm>. huh. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, but, of course, he had a panel about both Rocky and then somebody, while well, he was on there, uh, somebody asked about Mando, and he dropped that uh, production will start in about a month. Oh, okay. Nice. So they're going to start production on season three soon. But Kicker, they're kind of starting a little late to make it for 2022. I don't know if they're going to make it for, for next year if they're just it's starting. It's going to be two episodes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, rumors are that they're filming at the Manhattan Beach Studios, which is the same studio that Kenobi is wrapping up production on. Ooh. So that means per- Kenobi must be wrapping up soon if they're going to start using, you know, the volume and all the other studio space there. I have a feeling there's a lot of desert <laughs> sets in there. It'd future. be really funny yeah. if, like, yeah. you see... In Kenobi, he's, like, wearing his uh, robe or what have you. And then you're watching, like, a later season of Mando. And Carl Weathers is, like, walking around in the same <laughs> the same outfit. Like, wait a sec. <laughs> what? It's comfortable. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so a little light on the Star Wars news, which is yep. fine, because we'll keep moving right along. Uh, there is some AMG on the horizon. Yeah, so of course this isn't specific to Legion, but a- as it's part of, you know, the Star Wars minis community. Uh and of course there's been a lot of questions on how this may apply to Legion. Uh AMG did put out a statement now this was right before uh any things about the mini extravaganza coming up because we haven't quite gotten that itinerary yet. Mm-hmm. But I think they were releasing it in to be preemptive about this itinerary because I'm pretty sure the itinerary wouldn't be listing anything about Armada. Is that why they dropped this? Uh, But they did post that um, concerning Armada, quote, as we move to 2022 and beyond, we are excited to continue support of Star Wars Armada by prioritizing reprints of existing products and through organized play initiatives. However, we do not currently have any new Armada products in development. 
We will provide additional information as it becomes available, end quote. Yeah, and I know that we got some feedback almost immediately saying, hey, what does this mean for Legion? I think we were chatting a little bit before the, the show, and I'm kind of with LG on this one. I think it, it bodes well for Legion, honestly. Yeah, I think there's a lot of uncertainty about you know how that transfers over from one game to the next. And I think in our specific sphere it means that there is more room for them to focus on our game because as we learned at the first mini stravaganza yeah. they are a very collaborative studio and um it's not like ffg where they kind of had all these games on their own islands it's more of you know they have somebody driving the process and everybody collaborates so the more you know the less they have to focus on the more they can focus on development of our game, which that I think is extremely positive for Legion, whether people realize it or not. The other thing that, you know, I, I wanted to bring up and I've brought up a couple times now is that, you know, people have been asking for that clear task purpose direction. They wanted news and a roadmap and they got one. And, you know, it's important to remember that, hey, if you want news, not all news is going to be good news. I make this joke all the time, you know, because people ask me, hey, for, you know, Anakin's command cards, it says it's permanent. Is Relentless permanent and the one suppression he takes if he doesn't attack first? Yes, not just the good stuff is permanent. The bad stuff is permanent, too. <laughs> and, you know, some of the backlash that the announcement immediately got to me you know, seemed very hypercritical when that's exactly what people were asking for. And you had AMG come forward and say exactly what they were going to do. Hey, guys, we're being honest. We're not going to develop anything right now. Not never. We're not going to uh -huh. develop anything at this time. However, we're still going to support you in the interim. And I think that was an excellent way to go about it and a lot of speculation comes from people immediately translating that into armada is dead but they didn't say that armada is going to be discontinued they just said that they're not going to develop anything right now and i think that's exactly what people were asking for was hey be honest about your roadmap and what you're going to do next and that's exactly what they did and people were surprised that they got the answer that they were looking for just not the answer that they wanted uh yeah that's that's a good point because i i mean my initial reaction was and to be fair that's a lot of the news we've gotten out of asmodee is just shutting down lines that are less profitable but on second read through like you said they are very clear that if they were just going to kill the game, they wouldn't be wasting time on reprints because nobody's going to buy them if they think the game's dead. So they're, they're, it seems like they're still invested in the game. They're freeing up some bandwidth because they got a lot of properties dumped on them suddenly. So this seems like a good idea. Okay, we'll catch up on the back catalog, stuff that's been out of print for a while, spin that back up, give us some breathing room. We can keep developing these other games. And then... Uh, eventually, you know, w when we get everything else sorted out and we got momentum, we can start developing new units, pick that up again. And people won't be left wondering like, hey, we haven't had any, you know, Armada announcements in six months. What's yeah. going on? You know, well, now you know what's going six, on. Six months. Is well, yeah. And, you know, honestly, yeah, like yeah. a lot of like the <laughs> outrage slash confused responses that I've seen have come from not the Armada community. And I think that's because they're so used <laughs> to like hearing about large gaps of time. And I mean, look, I... We look, look guys, I, I picked up Armada in June. I started playing clones wow. in Armada in June because we were doing Rebellion in the Rim uh, in my local group. And I was like, hey, I've kind of always wanted to play this. And, uh, you know, let's uh, let's let's go throw some dice. And that's one of the things that I've been almost exclusively playing over the summer is is armada and oh, so nice. i'm you know I'm, i would be bummed too because i wanted to see the lucre hulk on the table and i wanted to see you know all the all the other things they could have made for armada so you know it's a bummer to hear that they're yeah. not developing anything but you know the the sky is not falling they were honest that a we're yeah. not working on anything right now way better than radio silence and b 
they still mm-hmm. outlined that they're going to continue to support and they're going to do things to keep the game yeah. alive in the interim. And I appreciate new OP. Yeah, kits I appreciate that. And I mean, yeah. to be honest with the, yeah. you know, the long release cycles that Armada had anyway, that's probably what you would have gotten for the next year anyway. Like there would have, there well, would have been six first. months to yeah. a year, I'm sure, between the next release. It's not like Armada was pushing out content every month as it was. So I just I just don't know why we're so surprised. And I don't know why Armada Dead is the reaction that, you know, people sprung to. But, you know, I know there's there's so much like uncertainty and it just seems like the world as it is anyway. It seems that people's reactions to yeah. themes things seem to be getting a little more jumpy uh as a general rule Mm -hmm. and it seems like this press release was an should have been an exception to that rule because they were very clear in the way that they presented the information and it disappointed me that that's where the conversation went so quickly yeah don't live your life like it's a youtube right exactly Other than uh, you heard it here first that LJ is jumping ship for our Should I not tell you that I'm going to the game store later (laughs) to pick up some X-Wing stuff? (laughs) Wow. Well, you know, it's... You're the Renaissance Star Wars player. I'm sure, as people know, there are a lot of similarities between Legion rules, X-Wing rules, and Armada rules as far as the way that FFG used their language in the game and so in an effort Mm -hmm. to you know make myself better at writing those rules um i actually have started to play more of their original games because i wanted to round out my familiarity with their rule systems so it was it was a little on purpose um it was a little that just happened to be what my store seems to be on right now they jump around a lot between games and, you know, I, I want to get out of the house and play games now that we can do that again. So if by flying around with my first order aces list is the way I've got to do it, then I guess I'll play that for a couple of months till we shift to the next thing. Hey, right on. Yeah. So correct me if I'm wrong on this analogy, but uh, this game is closer now to Imperial Assault. Than maybe yes. Destiny. Yes, still in the realm of being supported yeah. and not declared DED dead. No. Well, fair enough. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, obviously, we'll we'll report more news on that if uh, we get it. But uh, as for now, I mean, yeah. I can. I again, guess we. I, I, I just think this was preemptive to mini extravaganza because yeah. as of oh, recording, they yeah. haven't released the schedule. But I'm sure once that schedule hits and there was no Armada on it, there'd be a lot worse questions of what's yeah. going on so i'm glad that they're kind of nipping that in the bud right before yeah nice uh do we have anything else on this no i think that's it for the uh news and announcements yeah. there i mean we do have some events coming up oh maybe some sort of league <laughs> perchance yes i mean one that's very near and dear to LD's if only harder. we knew somebody that could talk uh, to us at length if only about have you tried bringing nima on yeah. i hear he's the judge of the league i <laughs> Oh, I have oh, not actually. Okay. So I guess you'll have to do. I'll write that down real quick. Oh, I have yeah. to get in contact. Let's just with cut us. him loose. And yeah. See um. Him. Well, yeah. yes, the Invader League is uh, is coming up in the very near future. We're in the uh, the throes of signups right now. Um. You know, people are people are ready to go super quick. Signups uh, went very very well, and uh, I believe as of today we're at uh, 247 signed up. Um, which is which is awesome. Uh, that is very close to the number that we ended up going with during the last season. So the fact that we've hit 247 okay. is great because, like, just because we have 247 does not mean I can hold a 240 person league. People fail to right. ready up, which we leave in there on purpose because you need to know how to navigate the website to play in the league. Sorry, and people drop out and we need backups for when that eventually happens. We, we needed dropouts to the man last season. Uh, it was, the, it was that close. Wow. Um, and it wasn't that that many people dropped out. It was just that, you know, the number of actual signups versus what I put in the league was very close. And, you know, it's just an eventuality that, you know, you will need people. Okay. Well, Hey, uh, LJ, because I've noticed that we've been getting an influx of new players this last year. They may not be familiar with what Invader League is. 
or what it's about. Could you just kind of give the the little overview of what it encompasses and why oh, people yeah. should be I excited? Oh, yeah, I always love to. <laughs> um, so for those of us who uh, may be unfamiliar with the league, uh, it's a tabletop simulator league that uh, you use to play, or tabletop simulators tool that you use to play Star Wars Legion. And it's a league where you join a pod of other players. Uh, you play a round-robin stage against those other players, and the top two from each group move on to a single elimination. So right now we're in the middle of signups, which go until the 27th of August. And then after signups is complete, we start on the 30th of August with the round-robin phase. Um, everything that is currently released is legal for the Invader League. Um, in the past, we have sometimes allowed unreleased content, but we've kind of slimmed that down a little bit recently just because it's easier to manage the League when you don't have to manage the unreleased content. Um, and then we have also previously allowed you to change up your lists in between games, but this is actually a, a new part of this season. We're actually going to require you to lock at the beginning of the round robin stage. Um, so you can change if you make it into the single limb, but basically you've got your list, you've got your five opponents that you have a month to play, you play them, and we see where the dust shakes out at the end of that five weeks, and you move on, hopefully, to the single elimination to pit yourself against players from all over the world and uh, come out with one winner by the end of that. Yeah, that's definitely a change from last season where you were able to change your list mm -hmm. on a per-game basis. Uh, did you find that was a big issue that led to this change? Um, I don't know in? if it was a big issue, but I think Invader League last season was going through a little bit of an identity crisis because Invader League has always opened itself up to the wider community and said, hey, I don't care if you've played 50 games. I don't care if Invader League is going to be your first five games. Um, join us and enjoy you know, this league, this product that we have in front of you. And the fact that, you know, the list changing allowed for people to tailor, that you could pull the maps up and, you know, try to make a list that abused every single angle of every map kind of was counter to that vision that we originally had when we opened up the Invader League. And so it just made more mm. sense to try list locking this season than I think not doing that. And, uh, you know, we also poll people at the end of each season, and that's what the votes reflected. The votes reflected that we wanted to try list lock. So, you know, we incorporated that feedback. Right on. That sounds great. And there are lavish prizes as per <laughs> there usual. There are indeed. <laughs> Would you care to go over a couple of them, maybe emphasizing the third place uh, prize? Well, if you're not first, you're last, Ricky Bobby. However, comma. Luckily, that doesn't apply in this kind of scenario. However, yes, we do have a number of uh, well-known sponsors, including the illustrious Legion Outriders, who, by the way, that newer logo looks so sweet on the website. Um, they, are, uh, they are sponsoring Yay. the third place prize this year, which I greatly appreciate. Um, there, uh, there are a couple different types of prizes. Um, but the, the structure, how it usually works, is first place is a uh, $200 gift card. Uh, second place is $150. Third place is $100. Fourth place is $50. And fifth through eighth place is $25. And because the uh, Stabcast couldn't handle not being the last place sponsors, we actually opened up prize support um, for ninth through 16th place as well for a $15 gift card. So that's actually a new feature this oh, season as well, go. as we actually doubled the amount of placement prizes we usually give out every season. Um, and then uh, there are nice. weekly giveaways as well. Um, last season, I gave away uh, Steam codes. I gave away that triple play bundle a couple times that came with Fallen Order, Battlefront, and uh, Squadrons, which was super legit. And mm. uh, sometimes people will yeah, give away their one. own custom product, you know, uh, bits, bobs, t-shirts. Uh, there may be a special edition Luke that's being given away one of the weeks this season. Um, so it'll be, uh, wow. you know, it'll be fun between the random giveaways and the prizes themselves. Um, you know, you really end up with 
what I like to think of as a complete experience. You can you can get away with a structure and format that would be super hard to attain if you were doing this at a convention. Um, and you know you get to see people from all over the place and you know play games against them and invader it's just it's been a really positive force i think of the community over the past couple of years and uh, you know there's still groups that meet up or talk to each other in the real world after their season is over um which i think is i think is super cool um so yeah i'm excited to see who comes out on top um i know there's not a lot of new things that invader is putting in so the meta of invader i think is going to look very similar to what the last couple of months of tournaments have possibly looked like but it'll be it'll be nice because we'll be able to aggregate a lot of that data and uh, get a lot more games in that we've had in the past and then when we get to single elimination the hope is that it will look like an entirely new tournament because then you'll get you know yoda wookies magna cards all this new stuff that's coming down the pipe here soon wow that awesome. sounds fantastic, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of community and tournaments and things like that, I, I believe that we're going to run into each other at I, SoCal I do Open. declare that I might see you there, yes. Um, I, uh, I yeah, might. You might? Um, I believe I might have even <laughs> talked about this last time, but the uh, San Diego crew was uh, so nice to jump in and run the SoCal Open, um, which I greatly appreciated because I should be down there for Yay. that, barring unforeseen circumstances. Um, I am hoping to assist with the streaming component um, that should be happening for SoCal Open. Oh, wait. So you're going to be casting Correct. and not and playing? and I probably will not play, oh. which does make me a little bummed because then I can't yeah. uh, play right next to my favorite person to not play at a tournament, Ryan Swoski, who I always end up <laughs> standing next to, but never actually playing at every event I've ever been to. Um, and of course, I won't get to play against gentlemen such as yourself. So, um, you know, it, it would it is a little bummer if that's how it ends up shaking out. But you know me, I've always been about the big picture view. I've always been about growth and spreading information and trying to make sure that everybody's keyed into the wider community and streaming, you know, streaming the event is the way that that's going to happen. And so I, I would be I would be so thrilled to be a part of that if everything goes through and works out correctly. And worse comes to worse, if it doesn't, then I'll be there at the tables rolling dice just like everybody else. Nice. Well, that's exciting. I did not know that. So uh, I might have to see if we show up early. Maybe we can get a, a quick game yeah. in for funsies. I th- you know. I think Friday will be a very relaxing day. Um, that's when they're holding the, the one-off skirmish event. And so I, I think what's going to happen is they're going to set up some skirmish tables and they're going to start setting up the tables for the next day. And so what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to set up my tables because I've got about 15 tables at this point here at the house. I'm going to try to set up my stuff there at the convention location so people can play pickup games if they're not playing in the skirmish tournament. So that would be a good opportunity to test the setup and make sure that it is good to go. And uh, speaking of Mando my two Mando tables are yeah. almost finished and I am so hey, excited for pictures. those. Graham is killing them. Sword name folly. Uh, Graham Hamner. He is the best and he's made some of the coolest tables that we've seen at our events. Like uh, he, uh, he's made some fantastic um, feed tables that are just from a design standpoint, really nice. And he's taken that same touch to the Mando stuff. So you're going to get like, a uh an outer defense um the the fishing village what was the name of the fishing village now it's escaping me you're gonna get an outer defense and an inner city board you'll get one of each and that should be really cool nice yeah and i've seen some pictures you posted up on the uh the lvo Mm -hmm. channel in discord speaking lvo 160 (laughs) days away Oh, wow. but who's we counting? Didn't do that. No, you've been biding your time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dan. Dan is counting. Yes. Okay. Well, oh, all right. Well, that's that's a lot to digest there. But uh, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back and talk about some of the Legion reveals and uh, get your hot all takes right. on them, LJ. Hey, guys. Matt here to tell you about our friends over at 6-Up Supply. 
If you're like me and don't have access to your own 3D printers, 6UP Supply has you covered with a whole suite of printing services to bring those awesome files to life. The Outriders are proud to be partnered with 6UP, and you can find special themed terrain, gear, and tokens with a big discount for Patreon members in the Outriders Central section of the website. And that's not all. You can also get terrain bases, game supplies, tools, LED kits, and more. Stuff is being added all the time. So stop by the number 6upsupply.com and use coupon code OUTRIDER to save 10% on your next order and let them help you up your game. You are receiving the Legion Outriders podcast. Ending the transmission now would be most unfortunate. And now, the Outriders. Welcome back, Outriders. Uh, Matt, Dan, and LJ back with you. And we are discussing some new cards that have come out this week. Oh boy, Dan, what what do we got? Oh man, so we got since we discussed the uh, Magna Guard unit cards last time. Uh, of course, we didn't we didn't get the heavies then, but we just got them now. Yes, and my my statement still stands. We still need Devo hats <laughs> for these guys, <laughs> just because they've got a whip, man. Yes. That's... Uh, obscure like. <laughs> Is 80s 90s references is my is. thing. Yeah. Well, okay. a That's lot of a lot of those bands are like three four man pieces if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And see? you're going to get that number of miniatures with or without heavy upgrade three or four. So like, you know, I think uh I think that's perfect. <laughs> so, okay, you're going to make me put the little Devo hats on my unit? Yes. Well, crack that whip. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't have them at SoCal, I'm walking out the door. So help me. <laughs> well, since I'm playing Rebels, that'll be really tough. But... Uh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get Keegan to 3D sprint some. But anyway. There you go. Um, so anyway, yes, the Electro Whip Magna Guard for 28 points gives you uh, melee or range one, two red, immobilize one, and versatile. I really like the immobilizer rule. I think it's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it sucks when it happens to you, but it's just a cool rule. Yeah, I um, I'm a big fan of immobilize in general. So far, I feel like all of the platforms that have had them have been appropriate. Boba's whipcord makes sense. Sabine's mm-hmm. doing good so far. Even Palpatine's jazz hands, everything <laughs> yeah. it's everything it's been on, I think has gelled well with me thematically, and like the art that they did for this one specifically is like okay, we were gonna have to get this in the game eventually. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, you know, there's been actually some like rule conundrums that have come up since they've dropped that card because some of the immobilized tools in the game reference troopers specifically. But if you look at the immobilize RG entry, it does say unit wounded by this weapon. So I'm super excited for my Magna Guards to get in the rear arc of a of a rebel bus and whip it and immobilize <laughs> <laughs> an AA five. I don't know about you guys, but I like that visual. <laughs> oh god. Wow. Hadn't thought about that, but that is a hell of a visual. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't it be more like the, yeah. is not locked into one type of unit, and so while I think it's going to be really hard to pull that off on a vehicle, I I do, <laughs> I do think that'll be kind of nifty, and people are going to have to watch out for that. I'd rather see like an Indiana Jones kind of thing where he like whips the truck and then gets drug along for like five miles. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've played Clank. against the bus, you know that's exactly what's going to happen afterwards, especially if the <laughs> reckless driver is involved. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm thinking this is pretty much the go-to. Heavy. Yeah, there's always been a go-to heavy. In Twenty-eight everything. points. Yeah, it doesn't seem too bad. Yeah, it's because it brings no, the. This the main is uh, this is a good, just solid upgrade. I'm a big fan. I can't. Uh, I think running the the Magna Guards. I can see running the Magna Guards in multiple ways easily, which is great. I love that. Mm-hmm. The, I can look at this and I don't just go, "Oh, this is the way." This is the only way to run this. Um, I love that I see each one of these and I see a purpose for it. And I think that, like, you know, people are really looking forward to to burst of speed. And I like that droids 
are ready to go right out the gate yeah. with this to, to counter that. I think that's very cool. And if it wasn't already stated ob- obvious or stated in the past, or if you didn't hear, LJ, of course, is a droid player. <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> I, I, I do dabble. Uh, but the uh, next one that at first didn't seem that too intuitive with Magna Guards was the RP6, RPS6, sorry, uh, rocket launcher, range two to four, uh, single rainbow, uh, critical impact two. So interesting, some anti armor. Yeah, red, black, white for 28 points. And I mean, how. I'm trying to think. How, how are we sitting for impact in CIS? Um, I mean, I don't think yeah. droids are between yeah. impact and critical and the abundance of decent lightsaber users that are in the faction. I don't really think they're hurting for it, but I like that this takes some of the need for impact out of one slot and adds it into another. Because it's not like you were previously using special forces for anti-armor. You know, that's not the role of the commando droid to stab vehicles with either of its upgrades, to be honest. (laughs) And so, like, I like that I don't feel like I need to put rockets on B1s to get impact in my list anymore. Yeah. Um, And because the pool is, is good, it's red, black, white on a unit that surges naturally... Um, with critical one on there um i really think that like it's going to fill a niche for players that want that anti-armor touch without having to sacrifice parts of their b1 line to accomplish that and i mean i've been someone who's been putting the anti-armor shells on my tank for a while too i like that you know either this complements that or it eliminates the need for me to put that upgrade on the tank and just stick with, you know, high energy or, you know, once in a balloon move, bunker busters. So, like, overall, like, again, I'm super happy with this unit. Um, I think there was a ton of chatter about it that was maybe a little misguided because, like, you... I think you want the full pool with this. I don't think you want to just fire the rocket. And, like, if you're firing at, you know, a unit with armor, there there's cover to be considered. Yeah. There are people actually rolling their saves and stuff to be considered. It's very possible that shooting the RPS-6 by itself does nothing. Right. No, it's it's the same thing you get into with, like, the anti-tank laser for the ATRTs. If mm-hmm. you're just winging it out there, you know, three dice, there's a lot that can go wrong with that. But I think one of the things I like about this is one of the nice rocket launchers that you don't have to like tap it and, or you can move and use it and that kind of thing. So it must be nice to have. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's super nice. It is nice to have. Yeah. I love it. I no, I think this is, again, this is a, this is kind of a clutch move coming in by past development because you've got, you know, a meta that is looking like a, it, it's more in your face than we previously were with with the bus. And again, it's another tool to help you deal with that because suddenly the range two doesn't hurt as bad as you think it would. And, you know, a full unit of Magna Guards shooting four white, four black, and a red with impact two and critical is going to net you at least three hits on that vehicle and that's just lovely (laughs) i'm 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 a big fan of that i think that's a nice touch and that it's coming at at a perfect time and really the magna guard are starting to feel more and more like a swiss army knife to me yeah i was gonna say you just gotta do your range control real real tight to get that two that range two band i think even running the generic magna guard for 22 points is not going to be a bad move because these guys aren't going to come in swinging and do the most damage. I think IRG are still going to put out base more damage than the Magna Guard, but they're just going to stick around forever. So again, we've got your immobilized tool, your anti-vehicle tool, and your tarpit tool, and suddenly now you've created three different options from the same unit, and it's just just awesome. That's beautiful. <laughs> It's like poetry. It rhymes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Lucas. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else do we have out well, there, Dan? We, last episode, we did talk about the super tactical droid 
STD unit <laughs> cards. Um, and LJ, uh, did you have anything to say on those? I don't. I didn't want to go point for point on those because we've already covered that. But um, I mean, I just think yeah, it's like a high level view. Um, I love the way they did this kit. I'm I'm just overall as a as a player of the game. I'm just extremely satisfied with the product that they're that they're delivering here. Um, you know, from a from a balance and a gameplay perspective, there's just like the Magna Guard, there's just a ton to work with here. And um I really like that, you know, we're getting some parallels to other um to other abilities here now in the CIS for like, you know, strategy is droid calculate odds. Um, you know, I like I like a lot of what I'm seeing here. So yeah, like, like I said, as far as like an overall product suggest or, you know, view, um, I'm very pleased with what we're getting and I can immediately see uses for all three of them. And I know a lot of people have been super high on Kraken and he looks super great, but also I love all three of them for different reasons and can immediately see uses for all three of them. I actually had one last question. Uh, it just kind of occurred to me for the Magna Guard unit. Mm-hmm. When are we going to see the unit release for Magna? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're guard and they're Magna Guards. So who's Magna? Uh, I believe the, uh, Magna was one of the chiefs of the uh, of the Ewoks. So once oh, that fa- so once, once that faction finally uh, drops, yeah, so Ewok faction confirmed. Everyone, yeah, sweet. Okay, yep, good. <laughs> finally, jeez, I know. <laughs> it took so long. Oh god, they're gonna spam the chat mini extravaganza about the Ewok faction now. Aren't they? <laughs> uh. <laughs> and you should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Glider so- win. <laughs> I, I would so much rather people spam those chats with Ewok faction question mark than some of the other stuff I've seen there. Oh, geez. You, tr- you, you, yes. you are not wrong, sir. Yeah. Uh, all right. So on the command cards for the STDs have been dropped. Uh, they did it in a stream. So we got a little, didn't get the high res versions, but we do have some, uh, some screen grabs from their Twitch stream. Uh, the one pip here. And of course, like uh, the last few expansions, these have a bit of a few paragraphs of text on them. <laughs> You want me to do the first yeah. one? Yeah, you okay. want to do the first one there? Yeah, mm-hmm. so one pip, they too will suffer. Super tactical droid gets the uh, the token on that. At the end of the command phase, your opponent must choose one of their troops, special forces, is that support, support. It, or heavy units mm-hmm. with an order token, if able, and if able, and return it to their order pool. The first time your opponent would draw a random order from their order pool this round, you may force them to draw a token with a rank of your choice instead. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of this card. Yeah. That's <laughs> mostly like because uh... like I've been <clears throat> I've been loving the way they've produced control cards in Legion since like Palpatine's two pip. And like there are a couple cards that have come along in its development, um, like again, like Dooku's two pip, for example, that have allowed you to really mess with an opponent's order control in a key moment. And I don't think this is crazy good, but it is a strong effect. And I think there are times when it's not going to matter in the slightest, mm-hmm. and you just want to play a one pip. Yeah, And I think there are times when you're going to really, really mess somebody up. Um, a, a list I was joking about with a friend yesterday was like the super tactical combined with Darth Maul. And, you know, with Maul, you get an order on him through the direct coordinate chain. And, you know, you're working with, you know, now you're working with three one pips because that's just the way the Maul works. He jumps into a unit stabs them doesn't finish them off and then they want to go with that unit to you know get them out of melee with him so the rest of your army can shoot at them and then you hit them back and say no go with that unit instead and you just waste time you know you're just you're trading time for space trading Mm -hmm. time for space Hmm. in higher level legion the games that i've got into when i've done worlds and i've done you know the super competitive tournaments and stuff that is the difference maker 
I would say 70% of the time. Wow. Is stuff like that that you can, can that you normally can't control but can control through card command card effects like this. So like as a player, I love this card. <laughs> but I don't think it's like I don't think it's like crazy good. I just think it's a solid effect that now you're going to be able to pull off with Dooku or the super tactical droids if you brought one or the other. I don't think you bring both, but now that effect isn't locked behind Dooku anymore. Nice. Yeah, that could be really fun. No, yeah, I could definitely see a lot of very high level play where you could just screw your opponent at the right time. Mm-hmm. The kind of level yeah. play where they actually know what's going on and yep. are not just kind of reacting. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. That's, oh, okay. that's above my level play. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, there's just there's a lot, and I mean specifically to that like core trooper withdrawing example. There's a lot of players that will set up traps for those kind of things. And I like the fact that it gives me an opportunity to mess with that trap. I think that's super cool. So nice. And the uh, the two pip. I love the art on this two pip. Like super tactical, or just punching Anakin <laughs> in the gut. Punching Anakin. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I I do okay. request that any card art with Anakin is him him suffering pain, no. just because it's it's funny to see these cards where like like Obi Wan, where like he's getting beat up in Cad Pains, Cad Pains, Cad Bane's, uh, his glove card art, and in this one you've got Anakin punched in the gut by preser- <laughs> by the super tactical and the preservation protocol card. Yeah, I mean. Again, just just a super solid card. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this one's a two pip, and uh, it affects two droid troopers or AI units. When super tactical droid issues an order for a droid trooper unit or a unit with AI, it gains disengage, impervious, and one dodge token. I feel like they're being very specific about AI unit in there. Yeah, yes, there's a big uh, that was like the first question I got is that if you give the order to a B1 and then comms relay it to like Grievous, let's say, um, will Grievous get all of those effects? And you can give Grievous the order and give him the effect of a two pip, you know, the priority of a two pip, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. But the super tactical droid did not issue an order to a droid trooper or a unit with AI. So he will not get those keywords in the dodge token. And that, that's two strikes there, because first of all, the super tactical droid didn't issue the order. The mm-hmm. bouncing unit did. Mm-hmm. And then it's not a droid trooper or a unit with AI. Right. Um, and so there's like, people will just have to like take a step back, make sure they understand the chain of events yeah. that they are working their way through and they'll be fine. But it, it is very specific and meticulous in the way that it's worded. And I like that some of the command cards have done that. Versus, like, I am a Jedi, um, or my ally is the Force, is the one I was thinking of, where, like, everybody could pop HQ uplinks, and you could give out six dodge tokens because it just says units with face-up order tokens. But I like that some of the newer Legion cards have been very specific because it's like, this unit issues an order to you. If this unit gave you an order, you know, at the start of the turn. I really like that that's making its way into the verbiage a little bit more. Yeah. uh, Because I think it clears up a lot of those edge cases nicely. Yeah. I like this for Droidicas. Mm-hmm. Cause that should be able to maybe, maybe spider tanks. Maybe. Mm. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't see anything that doesn't benefit from this. Um, yeah. I think there may be critical moments where AATs would love themselves some impervious, mm. you know, your force yeah. user gets base to base with your AAT and now you have impervious to help you survive on, you know, on your red save tank. Um, I think that's yeah. That's that seems be, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's gonna be pretty powerful. And of course, um, magna guards. Magna guards are all over this card. Disengage, dodge tokens. Um, impervious doesn't matter as much, but they do have. Um, they do only have the one form of impervious, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they're just immune to melee pierce so if you shoot him at range now you've got a little bit of backup because that impervious kicks in and you can roll some extra dice so i think that's cool too there's a lot there's just a lot of good stuff this card does and i'm i'm a big fan um oh and on the rule standpoint though there was something that was pointed out yesterday that i feel like i should share here if going back to the aat you include a uh, an upgrade on that that removes ai like the uh, T-series, 
don't forget that you've lost that keyword. Mm. So you cannot uh. use this card on that unit to give it all those benefits. Ooh, it must have that, that AI still. Yeah. Okay. So, so keep in keep in mind for your Locturds and your T series that that will make it so you cannot get the effects on that AAT. Wow. I'm I'm gonna have to reach out to some of the uh, the magic community leaders at our game store and say, do you have any like shirts or something that say read the card? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure they can order that. For oh me. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so so all you future judges out there, uh, reach out to your uh, Magic the Gathering community <laughs> leaders and say, hey, uh, what what's the best? You know, the best accent, the best inflection to say, did you read the card? Yeah. Did you read the card? Did Just get the RTFC the card? cards. Yes. Uh, shirts, yeah. Okay. Oh, Last one we have is the three pip. Uh, do not underestimate our means. And this is for three droid troopers or AI units. If this card was not divulged at the start of the activation phase, choose up to two friendly units with face-up order tokens each chosen unit recovers divulge deploy unit step choose up to three friendly units with ai each chosen unit gains reinforcements all right so we don't have the uh, rg text for reinforcements yet so i mean there's some speculation out there what it does but we I, I don't think we've had anything confirmed unless something was dropped in a stream that i missed uh i'm trying to think because there's something there's always bells I... ringing in the back of my head yeah, yeah. oh yeah there you yeah. go uh kalani has reinforcements on yeah, his car kalani also yeah we just um, haven't gotten and, and it, it does end. have the text we, yes. you're right we don't have the full text but it yeah. does say you may deploy after all units without reinforcements have deployed right so we have we have enough to to i think gauge if this card is going to be useful or not and um i'm Again, I'm just I'm a big fan of the card for multiple reasons. Again, I like that it's not just a tool for one thing; it's a tool for multiple things. Because, like, you know, B B two units uh, like the free recovers. Um, you know, the got to think about the AI thing again. But you know, their free recovers there are great. Uh, tanks are gonna like the free recovers. Oh um, yeah. Uh, I think if you know if we get any other tappable cards here in the near future, of which you know there are many um, that already exist, it, it's just you just get more value out of that. And anytime you can double the value of a card uh, through command cards like this, which it's in my mind, it's just it just says assault on the top anyway. It's very similar <laughs> to what I would use a generic three pip for as it was. Um, I think this is this is great, and I see a lot of value in it. Yeah, um, yeah some parallels with Imperial Discipline. Yeah, here the the reinforcement thing is excellent in my opinion. I think there are times when you know you really have to react to other units with your power pieces. Mm -hmm. Case in point, I bring a Jedi, and you bring yes. Magna Guard. You want to deploy after the Jedi to try to counter them with the Magna Guard. Now, you have something to help with that. And, you know, let's not mention that Magnacard are literally on the card. So, <laughs> you know, I think, I think again, like, it's a real home run for a specific type of CIS list. And droids have, you know, for a while now had just fantastic internal balance. And it's like, it's only getting better with each release. And that's pretty cash money, if yeah, you ask me. I'll, I'll repeat myself from earlier. It must be nice. <laughs> it is it's super yes. nice thank it you is. Yes. it yeah. is why yes why uh, imperial salt must flow yeah. <laughs> oh are you not getting these things what you guys are getting balance <laughs> first time first time <laughs> oh man oh boy uh, okay well that that's some really cool stuff i definitely am excited for these cards i like the super tactical droid that's definitely going straight in with a mall list and i'm gonna play that for a little bit you know post socal you know i gotta keep keep the rebels on the back burner for now but that's that's around the corner now since it's it's basically almost october now right do you have everything <laughs> yes that's how time works <laughs> that's how it works i just kind of wishful <laughs> think my way into the future but october is going to be it's going to be so cal before you know it september's yeah. i'm sure there's going to be a lot to look forward to in september and you know before you know it yeah we'll be packing our bags and locking in our final list for for october hell yeah I'm just gonna have to hopefully with that uh the stuff that has been announced for the kashik wave hits on time so it'll be available for socal open 
Yep. I, you know, and that's one of the nice things about it not being uh, an official event is you don't have an 11-day waiting period. Yeah. Oh. So as long as it's available. Yeah. yeah, as long I'm as it's available. Get they are still going to reinforce three color, but I think we all know how easy that is to attain. Yeah, yeah very easy. Uh, I can't wait for T-47s to be dogfighting with some Fluttercraft. Oh, <laughs> that's gonna look so cool on boards i can't uh, wait so uh, how much filigree are you going to be doing on your super tactical droids lj uh probably none <laughs> probably none he's doing uh, gilding and emboss yes I, so i was joking with somebody that uh i'm gonna just do like a gold super tactical droid It'll just be like gold member, like I love gold. Uh, so oh instead of the filigree being gold, just the whole thing is gold, and you're oh, just gonna have uh, to alternate that. universe three PO. We, we, so. we, we have a Vegas local here. I don't know if he listens to the podcast or not. Who does his entire droid army in metallics? Yeah, like yeah, he has literally bright one silver, s- bright gold. It's yeah, like, wow. He has one solid yeah. silver, one solid gold AAT. And he I. Uh, is- I did my, um, well, I say I did. I do have a friend that helped me with this last uh, wave of droids. And uh, I did, I wanted a more commando look on my B2s. So I I did black B2s with the blue stripes. So they matched my army on them. Um, And I really want to do the super tactical droid like that. Mm. I want to do a commando looking black super tactical droid with the blue highlight so it matches the rest of my army i think that would be sick so that's uh that's where my headspace has been at as far as painting that thing is concerned and then with the nice. eyes you know do like maybe like our do red eyes or something like that that'll really mm-hmm. stand out nicely which again will match some of the highlights in my army like either that or like something like a yellow um or a green so it looks like a night vision goggle oh, <laughs> there you go you know so like that's I've, I've thrown around a couple things already, but, you know, funnily enough, I actually haven't thought about how to paint the tactical droids as much as I've thought about the dwarf spider droids. <laughs> Those things are so cool. And I I had already pre-ordered Magna Guards uh, or I thought about pre-ordering Magna Guards. But when I saw the dwarf spider droids, I was like, I'll take your entire stock. Yep. and so i've got i've got those bad boys on pre-order too because i think they're gonna be a hoot and i can't yeah. wait i'm just wait i'm just waiting for the stuff, yeah. people that they were they were the support that i was waiting for because like i never bought into the the bike play style the, the you know i and so for yeah so when the staps came out like you know people said they were good and i think they're fine but it's just not me it's just not the way i like to play so i'm really looking forward to the dwarfs because um i like i like the way that they that they look and i i'm not about the play style that the staps have and so you know maybe the dsds will be a little bit more like the droidicas which i thoroughly enjoyed nice i mean you're playing x-wing now so that's pretty much the same as the step <laughs> No, 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 no. It's all totally different. I make very much different pew-pew noises. During uh, okay. <laughs> See? Totally different. <laughs> but I am waiting for the uh, the modders to put the first googly eye add-on <laughs> onto these. <laughs> oh, yeah. And don't worry. I'm sure we'll get somebody with the three-foot-tall compensating antenna. <laughs> <laughs> Just I'm I'm I I myself am waiting for the uh, line of sight RRG update that says no no please <laughs> yeah. don't do that don't don't do and that, nothing please. more yes <laughs> that's it. just, just did, no. did you see the rule here please don't do that <laughs> all right LJ thank you so much for joining us today uh, where can people find I mean you're like the force you're everywhere so but <laughs> any specific locations of the galaxy. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can well, you can find me on the Star Wars Legion Facebook group. Uh, it might and be tag him in every post. It, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I recommend you don't tag me in posts about how your day is going. It's nice <laughs> to hear about it, but like uh, honestly, I don't need to know about your Saturday plans. Um, uh, you know, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm there. I'm around. Uh, I a lot of work has been done by the mods so i'm not actually as involved as i thought i was going to be which i super appreciate but uh you know i do get messages from people which is uh which is never not appreciated um if they have to do with the rules forum you should probably ask me on the rules forum i'm surprised i have to say that out loud but here we are uh, <laughs> that's fair okay if you and, got a rules forum question yeah go and to the then, rules forum. Uh, 
and then you know on Discord as as talk polite and there running things and doing my doing my shindig, um, mm-hmm. as well as you know just other places around the the Legion sphere. Like I said, I'm I'm hoping to uh, see many people here very soon at socal open and you know i I will obviously be at lvo um i'm hoping to make adepticon work legion or not you know adepticon's a bit of a mecca for me and i'd love to go back this next year um so you know yeah there's i do exist as a real person i'm not just like an internet entity or an ai that's speaking to you through your computer um so (laughs) you know i i hope to see many more people here in person uh as well and then of course you know i like always like to plug the the various groups uh legion tournament circuit is going super strong and we're helping a lot of events get off the ground so if you ever have any questions about running an event or if you need help you know i highly highly recommend you uh you reach out or you ask questions um, related to the tournament resources that LTC has. Um, those have all moved over to the Team Relentless tabletop website, which also a part of Team Relentless. And there's an LTC section there that's got our 2021 tournament data, uh, a TO toolbox that's got stuff for you to use. The match slips are updated there for post-vital assets, finally. Huh. So that's a resource that is free for you to just print out and use. Um, as well as terrain guidelines and a community locator uh, and all that other good stuff. I have to plug it every no, time. No, no, no. Guys, we're, we're not getting enough tournament data. I know I'm, I'm looking for tournaments that have eight people or more that are at the 800 point level. That's all we're looking for. So please, people, submit your tournaments to TeamRelentlessTabletop.com. All you do is you fill out a quick little form. We verify it to make sure it's a real thing. And then we put it in the tracker. So, you know, now that more events are opening up, um, you know, please, please, please add those events because people want this data. People are hungry for this data. Um, No matter where you are in the world, send it in. Um, and we will add it. And even if your tournament is upcoming, just put a little note in there. That might help people find your tournament. If you're going to hold an event in October and you want people to show up, maybe they might be looking through this, looking at some other list that people have used, see that there's a tournament near them and attend. So, you know, I encourage DOs to help me, but also help you help yourself by contributing to this database. And I will also point out to close that when we were getting ready for Worlds, uh, you know, 2020, I did sit down with Fantasy Flight Games and help them verify their roster using this resource. So I know we're not giving away invites right now, but I'm just saying get in the habit of using this might help us in the future. Right. Nice. On. And of course, there's a lot of new players coming in. We've had a lot of new players in our local area. Yep. And I'm sure there's new communities for forming out there. So if you have a new community... Definitely get on there for the community locator and get yourself regist- registered. Yes. To help other and we players. Need find a, it. We need to verify ones that have maybe uh, fallen off the train as well. I mean, from a bookkeeping standpoint, it's not like I travel around to these places and make sure they still exist. So if you've had a new one pop up, if you've had somebody drop off the wagon, you know, send it in, tell us, let's get this thing updated because I guarantee you, you will help a new player start playing this game you know, we take the steps to get our communities out there and in the, in the public eye. We need like an ISB for census data or something. (laughs) Send out agents. (laughs) Yes. But, uh, okay, Dan, we can find you on the discord. Yep. On discord is outrider Dan or Dan tech. And I also do hang out on your Twitch stream because hopefully we'll be at the uh, galactic star cruiser soon. Right. LJ, do you want to go in on that? (laughs) Oh yeah. I, right after I finished paying off the roof, I just bought on Thursday. (laughs) I'll splurge for that. Sure. No well, problem, come man. on, man. You're just wasting your money on like roofs for your house. Yeah. You could be going. When you could on... be, there's a roof at the Galactic Star yeah. Cruiser. Come yeah. on. There it is. I'll, <laughs> I'll tell that to Emily and the baby. You guys don't need a roof over your head. Emily will be down. It'll be fine. She'll, she'll be down. I'm sure. But yes, you can uh, catch me at twitch.tv slash captain underscore archer or on Twitter at grn underscore archer. Make sure to stop by the Legion Outriders Facebook page. We are always communicating on there. And if you are a Patreon member, first of all, thank you. And uh, definitely stop by the Discord and say hi. But that'll be it for this episode, Outriders. We will catch you in the near future.
This concludes the current episode of the Legion Outriders podcast. You may cultivate a tactical advantage by observing the Outriders on Facebook or Twitter at Legion Outriders. Wisdom advocates subscribing to the podcast. Acting otherwise is reckless. <laughs>